Welcome to a talk from St. Saviour's Sunbury. We hope you are really blessed by hearing it. Okay, cool. So I'm Rix. I, ha I haven't got much time, and as most of you know, I, <laughs> I am a, I, I'm someone who likes to talk, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to just wave at me when I'm taking too long. So right, um, so I'll get right into it with this statement. I'm already cracking people up, great. And there's a camera phone going on. I can't do the pressure, man. All right, so firstly, let's get serious. Your identity is impacted by what or who you identify with. So let me say that again. Your identity is impacted by what or who you identify with. So firstly, who knows where the word identity comes from? Any ideas? Not you, you've seen my notes. It comes from the Latin word idem. Can you say idem? Idem. idem. That's a weird word. It sounds a little bit like my wife's name. Irem. Idem. Um, so when you turn to your neighbor and say idem in the most serious face that you can pull. So idem, it actually means um, sameness. It means oneness, which uh, makes a lot of sense if you think about it. So let's have a little exploration of that. So when you go on holiday, maybe you go to Italy, maybe you go to Canada, uh, maybe you go to Southall, because Southall's quite nice this time of year. But <laughs> when you're on holiday, you see something familiar. Um, maybe you see someone who's wearing a football top of the team that you support, uh, a McDonald's restaurant, because they're like everywhere, right? Um, or you meet someone from the same town that's, that you're from. You instantly identify with them. There's a sense of idem, there's a sense of oneness, a sense of sameness. Right? So let me ask you this. In your everyday life, what is your idem? Where do you get your source of identity from? Is it your job? Is it your children? Is it your role in your family? Older brother, yeah. Older brother. Uh, is, that wasn't in my notes. Uh, is it habits or hobbies? Is it your achievements? Is it your skills? If it is, then let me ask you, what happens when those things fade away? when somebody leaves, when you lose your job or your position, when somebody dies, what's left of you? Who are you? My brother-in-law, Jamie, who's married to my sister down at the front here, making funny faces at me. Can you like, not do that? Otherwise, I'm going to tell mum. That's just what you have. Um, anyway, Jamie, he's crazy about the Welsh rugby team. He loves them. Um, his family are from there. He sings Bread of Heaven. Uh, he commentates throughout the game. Like, he's proper Welsh rugby man. He's like, in, right? The only thing is, he's English. <laughs> he was born in Chatham in Kent. I mean, that's pretty English, right? Um, but anyway, bottom line is that he identifies with Wales. It's his place of idem. When they lose, he identifies that loss with himself. And I tell you, I mean, you can ask Nish this. When they lose, you don't want to be around Jamie. It's, he's like... <laughs> he's like he's, you, you don't want to be around Jamie, right? But when they win, he just shouts. He's got this, yeah, come on! He's got this sense of victory about him. He's excited. That's his idiom. That's where he has his oneness, his sameness. I believe you can, only try, you can only find your true identity through the one who created you. So when you read a book, a blog, or a Facebook post, let's face it, that's what most people read nowadays, you might have some thoughts about it. You might have a discussion about it with a person, you know, other people in the comments, you might have a debate, but you only find its true intention by connecting with the author. I believe the author of life itself, the author of you and me, is God. 
Let me share something from my own experience after a sip of water, because I think I deserve that much. Right, here we go. So about 20 years ago, uh, for numerous reasons, grief, lifestyle choices, circumstance, I found myself in a place of severe depression and anxiety. It was a really tough place. It got so bad for so long that my identity became one of fear. I literally was scared of everything. There, was, there were panic attacks every day. I was living in, in anxiety. Um, I remember once I went to a counselor and they do this little, they put this thing on your fingers and they check your heart rate and stuff and they give you a scale. This is going back a few years, probably more advanced now, um, 20 years. Um, so I think the scale was 1 to 10 and me in my natural state was on an 8 all the time. So that, that's, that's the level of anxiety that I had. It wasn't fun. It became part of my everyday life. So what happened was, I'm going to take my notes with me. What happened was, I began to live my life down here. This was me. I was in a place of brokenness. I developed IBS. I was scared to go outside. Um, I couldn't travel for fear of needing the toilet. Um, I was throwing up at the thought of going to get like, you know, a, a bottle of milk from around the corner shop. Like, even that was such a, such a terrifying thing for me. Um, it just became... It just became a, a Southall thing now, a mission to do anything. Um, it became part of who I was, and I hated it. I was lost, and I was trapped, and I needed help. And people did help me. Um, some of my loved ones are in the room today. Um, they helped me. They really did. They, they came alongside me. There was love. There was grace. There was patience. It was, it was incredible. It was amazing. They got me through. Uh, I went to counselors, uh, spiritual people. They did everything that they could. But actually, the root of the issue was that I had been robbed of my identity. And instead, there was only fear, fear about everything. So it wasn't until I made a choice to connect with the author of life that things changed for me. It wasn't until I took a chance and made a choice to accept Jesus that things transformed I can talk a lot about the detail of how that happened, but for the sake of time, let me tell you what happened after I did that. So firstly, let me go back here, just, just for illustration's sake. So this is where I was, this is where I was, you know. Come to my wedding, come to my party, come to this, let's go here. And I'm like, you don't understand the pain, you don't understand the anguish I have to go through just to get to that place. You want to put me on a train? No chance. A bus? Are you kidding me? A car? Maybe, because at least I can pull over and get out if I need to. It was just claustrophobic. But when I accepted Jesus, I stopped looking for answers on the inside, and I started to look up. Over time, I started to lift up my head, and then through receiving his love, I was able to stand through reading the Bible and developing my relationship with him, I was able to realize my true identity, my idim, my oneness in him. I started believing that I am fearfully and wonderfully made, like it says in the Psalms. I found out that I am made in his image, like it says in the book of Genesis. I realized that I am a child of God, like Galatians tell us. This changed everything. And it all started with a really small, simple choice to respond to the gospel message. The gospel message. What is it, and what does it have to do with identity? So, let me put it this way. I get really excited, okay? I'm sorry, that's just like, 
I'm slowing myself down here. Normally, I'm like, come on, this is amazing. All right, trying to be slow, trying to be cool. So, there was a battle for our identity. There was a battle for your identity. A war was waged. You see, originally, God made us to live in relationship with him, to live in a place of oneness. The Bible says, and I mentioned it before, he made us in his own image, to have our idim in him. Genesis 1.27 says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God he created them. Male and female he created them. But then something happened. An enemy appeared and he broke the connection. The oneness was corrupted through doubt and fear and shame. So maybe you're in this room and you have experienced those feelings. Maybe they've become a part of who you are. Doubt, fear, shame. But let me tell you, it was never meant to be like that. God was heartbroken when that connection was broken. So he made a plan to reconcile humanity with himself and in doing so, revealing to us our true identity. And he did this through Jesus. I love this banner, by the way. He did it through Jesus. Yeah, it is a good banner, isn't it? So, this, there's a lot to say about what happened on the cross, right? But again, I want to give some time to John as well. Right, so... I'm going to try and compress it in my own little way here. Right, so he did this through Jesus, who essentially died on a cross with his blood, won for the battle. The Bible has a lot to say about this. I encourage you to read it, but for now I'm giving you the bottom line version, that there is victory in his name. There is victory in the name of Jesus. If you've not heard this before, I challenge you to go and explore this truth. It is powerful stuff. Simple thing, the name of Jesus. Maybe you've heard it before, and maybe it's time to go and remind yourself how powerful that revelation really is. Through Jesus' death on the cross, the enemy was defeated. Death could not hold Jesus down. He rose again, and he had victory over the enemy. The age-old battle was won. The issue now is that we often forget or we don't join in with the victory parade. The enemy was powerful, but God's love defeated him. So as my time comes to a close now, we're going to do something, something a little bit different. So can I invite the worship team to come up? And as they do that, I, I just want to say, look, I can testify to this. Jesus' victory saves us. I've been on that journey. I should be, I should be down here. I should still be down here. But because of his victory on the cross, I'm up here smiling at all you lovely people. I could not stand in front of people. This would be, this would be debilitating for me, however you say the word. Um, but yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't until I genuinely declared his victory. So I was able to break free and I was able to rise up. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask you guys to all stand for a few moments. So rise up. Let's do something right here and right now together. Let us today, like my brother-in-law Jamie, who shouts and rejoices in the victory of Wales, let us shout for the victory of Jesus. Let us take a few moments, and the worship team are going to help us with this, where we can just rejoice and declare his goodness over our lives. If you don't know Jesus yet, or even if you do, I know this kind of stuff is not comfortable, right? But you know what? Places of comfort keep you down here. 
but being bold brings growth. So maybe there's an area in your life that you need to be bold in. Why don't you declare his victory over that area here tonight? Why don't we do that together? Yes. At the beginning, I made a statement. Your identity is impacted by who or what you identify with. Let me encourage you. Identify with Jesus. Declare his victory and step into a relationship with God that loves you and is passionate about restoring your identity. So come on, let's make this an anthem over our lives today. Let's declare his victory and his goodness in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. For more information, please go to www.stsaviorsunbury.org.uk.